0: Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and L.A. Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a wonderful Monday night. Monday, June 14th is the LA Galaxy. Get prepared to take on the Seattle Sounders. Uh, A bunch of off weeks, some international breaks, one MLS game this weekend. I know I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know about it. I kind of didn't know about it either. Uh, We're going to talk about that, get you updated on some LA Galaxy news, talk about the tailgate that's coming up, full capacity coming up on saturday as well so a lot of stuff to get to a lot of things to do tonight to help me do all that is the panda himself mr kevin baxter kev how's it going buddy you just got back from vacation right maryland maryland north carolina yes yes i did it was it was enjoyable i know and and you got back into the country we actually landed like 30 minutes apart from each other at lax in two different terminals
1: we did i was in the tom bradley international terminal coming back from el salvador nine days in el salvador uh and uh you but you were on vacation I was working you were on vacation. How do you take a vacation from not doing anything?
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, I know it would be tough, You refreshed right? Yeah uh, no I mean yes and no. I, as I said on uh, sort of on Thursday night uh, it was uh, traveling with small children uh, is exhausting. it's fun. It's a good time but I you know the joke is I need a vacation for my vacation but that 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 still feels semi true is I need a vacation for my vacation.
1: Well, welcome back. I know you've been back for a while. I, I didn't get, yeah, like you said, you got we back got back the same time a week ago. We've been back one week now.
0: Yeah, but you had, like you said, you were working. Um, you actually had an interesting assignment. It wasn't soccer related, it was surfing related. I think uh, being it is an off week for the LA Galaxy, and we're technically not, you know, 100% back into the rhythm, rhythm of the games that are going to hit here quickly. I think I can carve out a couple minutes, that way you can tell people about the, the your assignment down in El Salvador.
1: Yeah, well, we went down to write about a guy named Brian Perez, who is a is Sal- the top Salvadoran surfer and his escape from the gang life that uh, killed his sister and killed his best friend and how he was able to, uh, through surfing, you know, in- improve his family, improve himself, get away from the gangs. We also wrote about Catherine Diaz, the top female surfer in El Salvador, who was killed recently by a, a lightning strike when she was uh, training a- a- out at the beach. Um, but. The beaches in El Salvador are just off the hook. They're amazing. The waves are incredible. The surfing is is fantastic. Um, The government, this was really important for the Salvadoran government, this whole surf city complex that they've started and having the World Surf Games, which were the final qualifier for the Olympics, having them there was a big, big, big deal for the government. Um, you know, they they want to open Salvador up to tourism. They want to let people know that the whole gang thing is, um, you know, that they're trying to control that. They're moving past that. They want the tourist dollars to come in. So they took really good care of us. Uh, we had a, a driver at our beck and call 24-7. And, and the reason for that, we were told, was COVID. They didn't want us using public transportation. We could walk wherever we wanted. We just couldn't take uh, public transportation or a taxi. So we had a, a driver in a van ready for us. Uh, the hotel that we that we got was just a, a short walk from the beaches where the surfing was. The the Eng, English and uh, French teams were both at our hotel, so that was a lot of fun. It was a great time. Really, really humid. Right. Uh, you literally had to change your shirt three or four times a day. It, the humidity was just insane. But it's great for the surfers because the water is 85 degrees. It's like bathwater.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like it was it was fun. a lot of
1: pupusas. A lot of pupusas
0: That's that's a good thing. I mean, that's, that's a great that, thing. That, that yeah. I was going to say. That's the best part about that whole thing so good i'm glad and and it it seemed like a successful trip in terms of you went down to do it 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 seemed like that a lot of people were interested in the story i saw there was some social media buzz about it but uh a little departure for you how did you even get uh hooked up with surfing because i i you don't you you don't look like a surfer to me i just just my take just saying
1: i am i am not a surfer you know none of only one of the beach boys was a surfer which i is the thing i find amazing i'm not a surfer one of the people i I was interviewing got into this whole thing about what kind of beaches do you like what kind of board you have and i'm like dude I'm not, uh, I say, dude, that's as close as I get to being a surfer. (laughs) Um, But the whole thing started, I am going to Tokyo for the Olympics. And so a photographer at the paper uh, and one of the photo editors said, why don't we do this series of athletes? Um, and the world is your canvas, find out where you want to go, what you want to write about. And so we came up with all these great ideas. We had a woman boxer in the Philippines. We had another woman boxer, uh, in Africa. I think she was in Mozambique. We mm-hmm. had a member of the refugee team. The refugee team are athletes from countries that are, uh, you know, war racked countries like Syria and Afghanistan, um, who compete under the, uh, uh international Olympic committee flag to the refugee team. We had an Afghani woman cyclist. We were going to do Turned out that the whole world as your canvas thing was not exactly true when it came time to uh, uh, price out these trips. And then it got down to. Well, find out if there's anything in the region that you might do. So we had a weightlifter in Nicaragua we were going to go do, and uh, we just literally couldn't get in there because of COVID. We had some race walkers in Mexico, and that was going to be too expensive. So we wound up with the surfer in El Salvador. This was uh, all this research that we had done. We found this guy, Brian Perez, who was really interesting. He did not make the Olympics. He lost in the penultimate day. But uh, just to see the way the Salvadoran people reacted to him, he's a national hero, and he's a 21-year-old surfer. Uh, It was really cool to see. It was a lot of fun. And I know a lot of people listening to this program, a lot of Galaxy fans are Salvadorans. And I had a lot of fun in your country. And Salvador plays tomorrow, Tuesday, in their last um, uh, game of the third round of World Cup qualifying. If they win... I'll be going back to El Salvador the 1st of September. Looking forward to that.
0: That'll be fun. Well, very good. Well, let's uh, let's get to a little bit of LA Galaxy news. Let's start with uh, uh, something that happened over the weekend, Kevin. I was telling you about it. Uh, the the blue, white, and gold pop-up shops that they have been putting together. This was the, the second one. This is independent galaxy content and product producers kevin um so you know it's none of it's associated with the team there's a loose association with most of the stuff most of these things hint at the galaxy they don't they aren't galaxy related you know 100 percent um but some of
1: them can't even use the logo right i I I mean mean, they use the kind of the shield
0: but you you can't you can't use the logo, but you know it's one of those. It's is yeah. uh, it, I think as everybody figured out with uh, retros and, and Rosario's, right? The um the the sort of throwback that unless it gets too big, if it gets too big, then the Galaxy and MLS might come after you and do some stuff. But for the most part, if it stays relatively grassroots, I think um I think it it only helps. And quite honestly, I think the LA Galaxy. Understand that this helps drive their own product too. That having these people and having these things do it creates a sense of community, and that community drives the soccer club, right? I mean, you you can sort of see that. So, you know, I I was looking there, and and they had this lot, and my God, there were I don't know how many shops, maybe fifteen shops, uh, fifteen places that you could go to. I mean, they had lemonade there, they had um, you know shirts and different designers for different things. I got so much stuff. Uh, I got a couple T-shirts. Um, I got a, a scarf from the Outlaws. I bought a scarf from them because um, they're relatively new. I didn't have one for my wall, so I wanted to make sure that we got an Outlaws scarf on there. Have Galaxians. Have most of the other supporters groups. So I wanted to get them. Um, Aftra ended up giving me a backpack uh, of st- uh, just their their cool retro sort of throwback stuff. Um, I went and uh, and and uh, saw Mike Gray was there and Eric the Portuguese Hammer was there as well. So um, you know it was good to sort of see people. Um, I took my kids. So that was fun. Um, So, you know, it was there was a lot. It was it was hot. It was about 90 degrees, which is always fun out in the sun on some tarmac. In my opinion, they have already outgrown that spot, Kevin. That's how successful this is. I would suspect and I think it would be nice of the Galaxy to do this. I think that they need to put that on the parking lot at Dignity Health Sports Park because that's an event and that event could drive a lot of people to become fans or deepen the connection with fans um, and the club without too much hassle, I would imagine. At least, at least that's my guess. You know, we'll see, we'll see if that ends up happening is, is one of those. It's sort of like, Oh, is, is that going to be one of the things um, that sort of drives things? Is that going to be one of the things that can make things happen? So, um, you know, for me, that's sort of what I'm looking at is is how the LA galaxy can sort of help feed this um, this passion um, you know, that, that the LA galaxy have that galaxy fans have, and then the, the hole that is being filled by all these independent, I mean, you know, first of all, the lemonade was excellent. If we want to point that out, um, you know, we we can look at a whole bunch of these things and sort of say, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing to see, um, where, where it's happened. So it's just, it's, it's a fun place. And, um, you know, I think that they did a good job, Um, I think everybody did a good job I got to talk to so many Galaxy fans Um, I got to say hi to so many people Um, and I I think that's where we're at right now is that this is an event that needs to not only grow but it needs to be supported and it doesn't have to be supported by the club in terms of the club comes up with their own version of it Um, because I think that would be a you know a a ripping things off you you can't have that um, you need to keep it as organic as possible, but the galaxy need to allow it room to grow. Um, so you know it's it's one of those things that we we need to do. And I think we lost Kevin here. I'm going to try to see. Um, so uh, where where Kevin is, we'll eventually uh, get him back. It's okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. Uh, you know, the LA Galaxy. Uh, this this pop up really does show that how how deep and wide the support is for the LA Galaxy. Um, it shows how how interesting it can be for uh you know members of of supporters groups to go there and show these different things it can be interesting to see how we do um you know how we how we look at all these different things um you know at the pop up event but i think that this is an event that needs to grow it needs to continue they need to have more of it and i have a feeling that it's been so successful that they're they're going to have that so i think we got kevin back we, we get you back kevin Hi. Hey. Hi. Yeah,
1: I I didn't go anywhere. I was here. Oh, you it, disappeared.
0: Yeah, it was a, you 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 dropped out. It was I got a blue screen on my side. So it I was, got a blue
1: screen on my side. There
0: we go. See, it was it. I he Kevin you always was You
1: were in the middle of going from name dropping to shaming the galaxy for not hosting the event. And no, I wasn't shaming.
0: I was just suggesting that that they do that. So um, anyway, I got through all that. It, you didn't miss much. It was basically all the stuff that how I many told people,
1: you. Did you tell how many people were there? Are you? Were, I
0: don't know. Really? I'm gonna you guess said like three hundred. I, when I was there, it felt like there were at least 300 people there, and that was just—I was only there probably for an hour. Um, and uh, this blue, white, and gold pop-up shop—if you haven't seen it, One Two Threads put it on. It is an amazing little thing that happens. That is not a little thing. I don't want to belittle it. It is—it is a big thing. It is a movement. Uh, and it's something I think that the, is only going to continue to get uh, bigger and better. The the content, the things that are being produced by Independent Gallity, whether it's podcasters or whether it's any of these products, Kevin, is uh, in some cases a step above what the teams are putting out. Um, so it, it's it's amazing. I just I'm, I'm a big fan. So hopefully uh, they can do it again. And, you know, we can see we can see more of that. Any beer? Uh, I didn't see any beer. I'm sure there was, if you wanted any, it was 90 degrees. So basically it's one of those where if you have a beer, it's like water. So it just, it would help sustain you more than anything. Um, but yeah, everybody was very respectful. I, I
1: associate craft beer with soccer am i wrong
0: no you're not wrong okay. that is uh, that is a well beer beer and soccer has always been a thing craft beer and soccer a little bit newer but still a thing yeah. uh so yeah i would like that to be linked as much as possible as well so um yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun uh, a lot of fun so if uh, we will do our best if there's another one to let you know when that is um hopefully i'll be out there again although i don't know if my wallet can uh, can help me uh with that because uh i kind of I kind of spent a whole bunch of money here. Don't mind the noise in the background, but I'm just—I got—I got this awesome print of David Beckham. Which, if you're looking at on the on the video side of things, you can see this. I mean, amazing stuff uh, right here. Um, and it was a uh, Guadino Art. Um, is amazing. He he does these and he has originals. I I, I swear I'm going to go back and buy the original Robbie Keane one that he had that was like $175 but totally worth it. I think that print that I got was like $10. $10, Kevin. $10 for something that you can hang up in your room and be proud of. I mean, $10.
1: And say, there's the owner of the team that said it was, had the biggest fine in MLS history.
0: That's that dude. That's that dude That's right there. Him. David Beckham, number 23 for the LA Galaxy, number 32 for AC Milan. Um, or was it 23 for AC Milan as well? I can't remember. He, I think he flipped back and forth between that. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But, um, I mean, so let's just say you wanted to buy a print, an art print, at an MLS stadium, Kevin. How much does this art uh, print cost? Yeah. Cost a lot,
1: a lot more than ten dollars. A
0: lot more than ten dollars. But you
1: you didn't find the Chicharito Galaxy scarf that I've been been pining after. We're, I we're saw gonna
0: some, find we're gonna find it for you.
1: I find I saw a fan with one at the game. By the way, do you like this? dark background i feel like i'm podcasting from a forest or something i mean waiting for bigfoot to appear behind me i
0: mean really really for you anytime we can get more focus on your face yeah. less on the background is probably a detriment to everybody but we're gonna allow it this time so we'll we'll, we'll go with it <laughs> we'll try
1: to brighten it up a little bit next time no
0: i don't you don't worry about it i think you're doing fine um let's talk a little bit about chicharito though um, and Chicharito, that was, I try to do what I can. Uh, we've been talking about Chicharito and the fact that he hasn't been being mentioned for the national team. We talked about the fact that Tata Martino seems reluctant to call him in. Um, we've talked about the fact that with his form, he may be one of the most informed Mexican strikers if they were to put him on the team. And maybe that would be, you know, a boon for them if they were going to go ahead and, uh, and, and play him in any of the world cup qualifiers, nation leagues, any of that stuff. Um, but there is a rumor out there right now, and it has not been confirmed. I've not seen a confirmation for it, uh, that Tata Martino is placing, uh, Javier Hernandez chicharito uh, on the gold cup preliminary roster which would seem to indicate to me Kevin that he's going to be on the gold cup roster if all of that is true
1: well here's why it's true and here's why it's a bad idea okay both it's true it's probably true because um Mexico is not scoring they were held scoreless by Honduras I think they were held scoreless by in the first Nations League game in in the semifinal. Um, They've had trouble scoring. They're just not offensively potent right now. They had something like 70% possession against Honduras in the game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and didn't score a goal. So they need some help offensively. Um, They have their A-team, which uh, they'll be rested this summer because they just finished Nations League and they're going to start World Cup qualifying. They're going to have eight World Cup qualifiers in the fall. So those guys, the, the Chucky Lozanos, those guys will be rested. That means they're going to have to call some people up. Well, normally you might go to your young team, your U23 team. Well, those guys are going to be in Tokyo in the Olympics. So you have your A team not able to play. They need the rest. You have your – essentially your backup, your youth team. They're going to be in Tokyo. So Mexico needs – they're down to – if you say each of those teams are 23 people – their top 46 guys are gone. They're not available. So I think you will see uh, Chicharito get a look. I think that's good. He, maybe he plays himself on the team for World Cup qualifying. We don't, I mean, that's a possibility. He's in real good form right now. It's a different Chicharito than the one we've seen before. I remember he was on the World Cup team not all that long ago, 2018, and, and started and played every game. So I, I think that would be a good thing. I think it's in the cards. I think they need players. The thing that might work a little bit against it is Chicharito is on the wrong side of 30 by a couple of years. Um, he's been around the block, uh, so he's, pl- he, you know, he's played a lot. Mexico, we talked about their scoring problems. They desperately need to start to rejuvenate this team right away. And I know a lot of those U23 players will be part of that, but they they need to get younger. They had one of the oldest, the second oldest team in, in Russia. And a lot of those guys, Memo Choa, Andres Guardado are still around. Mexico needs to get young. Bringing in a 33-year-old forward might not be the best way to do that, but I don't think they have a choice. Their best player, young players, uh, Antuna and et cetera, are in Japan. Their older players are rested. It, it opens that up for Chicharito, and not just Chicharito. I think you're probably going to see uh, Efrain Alvarez as well.
0: Yeah, I, let's get to this list because it is a long list. I went through and tried to figure out who, who might be going to the Gold Cup, and we may have an argument about one or two of these. But it's also we definitely
1: have an argument on one. Yeah, and, and uh, I already know.
0: Yeah, yeah. and so um, when you go over the LA Galaxy roster, and I tried to get all of them. I'm, I'm. I bet the chat room can try, probably figure out somebody I missed whenever I was doing this because I, I was putting it together here uh, sort of last minute. Um, but if you look at the Gold Cup starts on July 10th, so coming up rather quickly, actually. Um, the final is August 1st in Las Vegas. Kevin, you and I were talking about already sold out. Sold
1: out, seventy thousand. Yeah, boom, gone,
0: S- gone. So, uh, so that's the gone. Here's who is a possibility. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh,
1: we should say. This is one of the, the first time I, I I did the math recently, but the first time in at least two decades that there will be no Gold Cup games played in California. No Rose Bowl, no Coliseum, no San Diego, no uh, Santa Clara. It, it was because when they had to pick the Gold Cup stadiums, California had not decided to open up. You, we know now they're going to open up on June 15th. Tomorrow. I think, I th- yeah, I think CONCACAF made a huge mistake. I think they should have waited. It was coming. We all knew it was coming. But CONCACAF just couldn't wait. And now we're going to have full capacity stadiums, but the Rose Bowl is going to be empty. CONCACAF will be somewhere else. Um, Santa Clara is going to be empty. CONCACAF will be something else. These are stadiums and cities that have been very good to the Gold Cup over the years. And I think the Gold Cup really made a big mistake by not coming here. We will have the final within driving distance, Las Vegas. That game is already sold out.
0: Yeah, sold out uh, for that. And I think most people are expecting it to be Mexico and the United States, but with these quote unquote B teams that are going to be playing there, that's sort of maybe a little bit more up in the air than we saw. It. Uh, gold cup starts July 10th. The final is August 1st in Las Vegas. That is a significant amount of time, three and a half weeks, something like that, uh, where you're going to be missing players if they go to the gold cup and if they progress into the later latter stages.
1: And for the galaxy, there's only a 10 day break, July 7th to the 17th. That's It's the only time they're off. So they're, if anyone that gets called up this list, you're going to go over, um, those guys are gone for those that most of that period.
0: This is what Greg Vanny was talking about. He wanted the depth coming into this stretch of games, being busy here in this next stretch before that that little tiny break that the Galaxy have on the front end of the uh, the Gold Cup, um, and then you know sort of having to last throughout that. Here's who I have on the list of guys who could possibly call up. We can argue about it after I'm done with the list um, for the United States. Uh, Julian Araujo. Uh, Sebastian Legette, Legette's the one we're gonna argue about. Uh, Mexico, uh, Chicharito, Jonathan Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez. Maybe Dos Santos we can argue about. Uh, Costa Rica, Pipo Gonzalez. Jamaica, O'Neal Fisher. Honduras is uh, Danny Acosta. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else in that in those Gold Cup in the Concacaf region that I'm missing. And there may be one. I'm trying to think. What about Carlos Harvey? Where does Carlos Harvey play? Yeah, Carlos Harvey, Panama, Panama. Okay, so that's that's another one that also could be could be going. Yeah, I was thinking. I'm like, wait a minute, Carlos Harvey has has been on that list too. Um, So Panama as well. So that's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine possible absences. Now let's talk about the ones that we you know that we're sort of Julian Araujo. We have sort of pegged Julian Araujo as a Gold Cup guy for a while here. He's not on the A team. Uh, we know that uh, he hasn't been called up in those situations. Uh, he's not on the um, the you know, he he's sort of in that in between of being on the cusp of being able to join and on the cusp of being able to do things. Um, but we haven't seen that. Uh, from him and whether or not he'll be called up so we do expect him on this gold cup roster um what we have also as well um you know chicharito uh he's the one that we've obviously we started talking about we expect now that he's going to be gone Jonathan dos Santos because he missed nations league because maybe he's not 100 in and locked in for that World cup qualifiers perhaps Jonathan dos Santos is another one that we can talk about Kevin what do you I mean what do you think about Jonathan dos Santos I think we agree that uh that Julian Arajo is kind of a lock Sebastian lejeette is up in the air though right
1: I don't think Sebastian gets called up. I think he's part of that A team. I mean, he started, I think eight or nine straight games now for the U S national team. And he's played 90 minutes in a lot of these. And he, you know, my thought at the beginning was that he's holding place for Polisic and those guys. Now he's playing with the A team and he's starting and he's playing a lot of minutes. I think he's a lock on the first team. And, and I don't think uh, Greg Berhalter, he doesn't need to see any more of him. He, he knows what he's got. He doesn't want to tire him out. That, that, you know, eight World Cup qualifiers in two and a half months. That's good, and playing with your club team. I don't think Greg Burhalter needs to call Sebastian LeJet in. Jonathan Dos Santos is interesting, though. He was on the Mexican roster for Nations League and then was left off for an injury. Um, Mexico has a couple of more friendlies. They got one July 3rd at the Coliseum. Um, I think Teta Martino wants to see Jonathan again. Now, whether he gets to see him on July 3rd or whether he has to call him into the Gold Cup could be one of those situations where he calls him in. Maybe he plays at the group stage um, and then he's sent back to the Galaxy. I do think Teta Martino wants to get a look at, at Jonathan Dos Santos, and I think my guess would be he gets called up somewhere between the start of World Cup qualifiers.
0: All right, Kevin, I got a question for you that came from one of our listeners, uh, not gold, not Gold Cup related. Uh, Lewis uh, gave us a five dollar super chat, says a question for Panda. Would you rather fi- fight 10 duck duck-sized Josh's or one Josh sized duck?
1: Oh, uh, the, I think that the one Josh size duck because the ten, you gotta keep your eyes on where they're all coming from.
0: So so you wanna take the one Josh size? It's I mean it's a quality question, especially with the pato and the panda. Um yeah, yeah. it's I, I, I agree. It's a it's a very By the good way, one.
1: did you see the thing I sent out on Twitter? There is a radio station in El Salvador, Panda ninety five.
0: That's you should get a I job am, there. You should yeah. get a job there. That should that you should be a lock for I'm that. An
1: inspiration for pop music in El Salvador.
0: I'm I'm sure you have been. Uh so getting back to that. Uh yeah. So I mean, you know, Araujo, yes. That seems a lock to me. I think Julian Araujo goes to the Gold Cup. That seems like the most likely destination for him. Uh, Sebastian Legette is a question mark. I tend to agree with you, Kevin. I don't know that he'll get called in. Um, I don't think they need to. It's just the fact that it's that they're going to call in a whole bunch of MLS-based guys. And are you going to put Sebastian Legette as sort of the leader on that team of those MLS-based guys um, to give him a chance? Because we know the United States still wants to make a showing in this Gold Cup, right? They don't want to lose the Gold Cup. They want to win the Gold Cup. Um, but they're just going to do it without their A-roster.
1: And remember, the Gold Cup, at least in the past, I remember Bruce did this when he was coached. The last Gold Cup, the Gold Cup has a rule where you can redo your roster between the group stage and, and the knockout stage. So you could you could either call in a bunch of young guys for the group stage, or and then replace them with the good guys, you know, the the top players to win, or you could have the top players come in, like in Jonathan's case, come in, get a look at them, and then send them back before. Uh, the real game start.
0: So, so if LeJet doesn't get called up, you have Araujo, you have Chicharito, Jonathan Dos Santos, maybe uh, Efrain Alvarez. They've been looking at him. I think that's a real stretch for him, but the, I keep being proved it, you wrong. You cap
1: tie him though. It's a competitive game, so you cap
0: tie. Him. It would, and and that is one of the reasons. That's you know that was also asked is um, by Patrick in the in the chat. Is Araujo cap tied yet? I don't know that he hasn't had his three games, has he?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, yeah. it, there yeah. is this weird FIFA thing I where know. the the Olympic trials was technically An a official? competitive tournament. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so then he's cap-tied. Then if, if that's the case, Araujo is cap-tied. Um, but was
1: it a FIFA tournament? See, it's the FIFA rules are so bizarre with the Olympics.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree and understand. It's a good question, Patrick. I don't know that we have 100%. I think he is locked in, but I can't remember why I know that. Um, and if not, then this would, because this official tournament would lock him yeah. in as well. So um, that's one of the things. So, uh, you know, getting Rajo in there. Uh, uh, then you go to People Gonzalez, who did and play in Costa Rica's uh, friendly against the United States. Um, you have you have O'Neal Fisher, who was playing for Jamaica and uh, their friendlies that they had over the over the uh, international break. Uh, Danny Acosta has been getting occasional. Carlos Harvey has been getting calls into Panama. So. Um, you know, for the rest I of those, think Carlos
1: Harvey just started in their World Cup qualifier
0: not, he, not so long ago. He may have, and I don't, and I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I, for me, he's a lock. I think he's gone as well. So look at this, this depth that you're going to have to replace. And you know, I think it's good that I, I you know, I imagine that we're getting more and more of uh, of the final roster with Sega Kula in available for Saturday, whenever we talked to Greg Vanny last week, uh, he was good with that. Uh, and then uh, Ryan Revelason, and that's not how we say his last name, but until he tells me how it is, I'll keep pronouncing it that way. Um, seems like, and I talked to the LA Galaxy today, they seem optimistic that he will be arriving this week. So Revelason coming in this week, that's the optimism in there. I don't know if that's realistic optimism or if it's more, you know, Greg Vanny doing the same thing that he was doing, which is sort of like, I mean, we, we got to get this guy in by now, right? I, that sort of seems to think so. I imagine so that So we're he's,
1: probably going to see three French players on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that Koulibaly is going to start in place of Derek Williams. I imagine that Cabral is starting. I would imagine that Grand Sir is starting, even though he didn't start the last game, but he was coming off a little bit of a knock. So... I mean, all of those things seem very likely to have three French players starting for the LA Galaxy um, coming up on Saturday. So, um, yeah, very interesting. I just, I think the depth is really going to be challenged um, in these next, you know, month. Uh, The the schedule gets ridiculously tight here, coming pretty fast.
1: Well, and that opens opportunities for a lot of guys who need opportunities. A a guy like Cameron Dunbar, I mean, you know, he could really kind of carve out a little niche for himself. There are some guys that we've seen, Flashes of just not enough minutes to really prove themselves. Um, Greg Vanny's probably going to have little choice but to play some of these guys. Uh, At least off the bench, and it's going to be an opportunity for them to show themselves.
0: Yeah, but it's also for an opportunity for the LA Galaxy to stumble, right? Because we have this five and two start. The LA Galaxy are off to Um, one of the better starts in their history. Although we should continue to point out that 2019, Kevin was better than this start. Yeah. Um, So this is their second
1: best start in a decade.
0: Yeah, which is which is uh, you know an amazing feat. But at the same time, you know it's early in the season. Basically, is what we're trying to say with a lot of this stuff.
1: And here and and uh, let's put this in context. Only one of the seven teams the Galaxy played to start the season has a winning record right now. That's Seattle. They're undefeated. Uh, the others all have, uh, as far as I, I mean, I, I looked this up earlier, unless I'm mistaken and missed something, they all have losing records at this point. But the Galaxy now are going to play five games and uh, they're going to average a game every 3.5 days. Uh, They're going to play five games. I think it's 18 days. Uh, And three of them are against uh, Seattle. They they start with Seattle. They also play Sporting Kansas City. It's second in the conference, has a winning record. And and San Jose, what a lot of people think is a playoff contender. So they, uh, and I know they've already played San Jose, but so they got off to a great start, but the quality of the opposition wasn't that great. Now they all of a sudden have a lot of games in a short amount of time with no rest and three of the teams are playoff teams. So, this will be a real test uh, for the galaxy, and as you said, um, you know the last two games uh, are going to be after the gold cup starts. So they're going to be missing some of their better players.
0: Well, before we completely uh, abandon international duty, uh, I wanted to get a little bit on more onto Augie Williams, who was, uh, who's away with Sierra Leone um, being called up to their national team was actually named in the starting lineup in a replay game today. I think it was uh, Benin is how you pronounce it. And it might be Benin, um, but uh, another country in Africa they're playing against um, in a group, basically that has Nigeria, Benin, Sierra Leone and Lesotho, Um, And Sierra Leone, if they win this game, has a chance to qualify for um, the African Cup of Nations, right? And so this is a a big deal. This game was mandated to be replayed after it was already played because Benin had some curious COVID-19 tests, right? And we say curious as in, um, you know, curious as in maybe they aren't real results, Um, I think Benin had a bunch of players test positive just before the game and ended up not being able to play. Uh, And then uh, today in the quote unquote replayed match, uh, it got suspended again. They didn't play. And the reason they didn't play is that uh, there were a whole bunch of COVID-19 positives on the Sierra Leone side. Now, in this particular case, Kevin, all of these seem to be bogus covid19 results at least from from the from the arguments coming from the players and from The people who are sort of keeping an eye on this thing.
1: Yeah, like Augie Williams. I mean, it sounds like the GOP reaction to the presidential election. Wait a minute. Yeah, we don't like
0: that result. Let's do it again. Yeah, I mean this. So, so uh, Augie Williams uh, tweeted out this morning. He said, "This morning our results came in, and everybody was cleared to play because again everybody was negative from yesterday's COVID nineteen test. So they had a COVID nineteen test yesterday, then they had another COVID nineteen test where they got the results this morning. The results came back, and everybody was negative because they already knew that they were sort of like, yeah, it's no surprise." So in the morning, everybody's cleared to play. Then twenty to thirty minutes, Kevin, before the kickoff, uh, and and everybody's warming up. Eight people are COVID nineteen positive, right? And so Augie Williams is saying, "Come on now, where do they get these fake results? Um, this is this is uh, this again. It wouldn't be as big of a deal, Kevin, if it wasn't for." Um, you know, when you look at the, the previous game that got replayed, even even uh Africa, the 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 ruling body, right, CAF in uh in Africa, uh, said that they had to replay the game because the results were questionable um in this case.
1: Well and and I mean COVID has not gone away. I mean we feel much better about a situation here, but Venezuela has ten players that are COVID positive. They're playing in Copa America. Um and by the way, there are seventeen MLS players Playing in Copa America, the largest contingent is with Venezuela. People, Joseph Martinez, are playing there. Junior Moreno, um, those players are all coming back to the to the U.S. when Copa America ends, and they've been in a cod a, a COVID positive environment with the Venezuelan national team, and then um, in Brazil, which is a place where COVID is going wild. So, um, you know, it, this hasn't gone away. I, I do think that a lot of this stuff in Africa certainly sounds fishy. Um, I know you said that the the CAF the the uh, Confederation of African Football is sort of in charge of this, but I think the individual countries are the ones doing the testing, the COVID testing and, and checking the results. Uh, this seems like uh, one of those things where FIFA might have to sort of step in and say, we're going to take over this. This doesn't sound right.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, just to add to sort of uh, Augie Williams' long uh, trek with Sierra Leone, um, it was reported yesterday that Sierra Leone's national team were held by Ghanaian border police for over 12 hours yesterday. So before they played the game, as they're on their bus going to Benin, um, they were stopped for over 12 hours. They allegedly lacked the COVID-19 tests and were denied entry into the country. Um, and so You know, there's pictures of these guys standing outside in the bus. There's guys sleeping um, on the side of the road, basically waiting for the test to come in. So that way they could go ahead and cross into the board. So it has not been an easy time for Augie Williams on international break. And uh, if we're keeping an eye on all the international players for the LA Galaxy, his story and what is going on right here is probably one of the most interesting ones going on. So we'll try to continue to sort of follow that. There was no game today. They did not play, uh, from what I understand. And so now they're going to have to figure out. This is a game that basically shows Sierra Leone in fifth place. Uh, They have four points to Ben and seven points, but if they win, um, then that would mean that they could possibly jump into second place with goal differential um, and, and, qualify for africa cup a nation so it is a big deal to sierra leone who's really trying to push for this um and do that i think there's some other mlsers or former mlsers who also play on sierra leone as well um and for whatever reason it's escaping my mind but i thought it was just a really interesting sort of story to follow uh with augie williams
1: and, and this is a horrible thing if you're a a fan of international football and you want to see africa rise you know as a a Soccer power, and I'm not just talking about the players. We know the players are great. I right. mean, look at the Premier League, it's full of African players. But the organization, I mean, they they need to develop soccer there. They need to have some major tournaments. They need the investment. They need the TV money. They need all those things that come from hosting these tournaments. And this kind of stuff is not going to help them. I mean, uh, you know, even touring teams are not going to go there if they're going to be subjected to this kind of monkey uh, business uh, and, and you know, this kind of ridiculous treatment. That's why I think FIFA needs to step in and say, no, you know, you can't do this. If you have agreed to host the tournament, you um, You know, there are protocols in place.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I know what you mean. Um, All right, so we go on, and the one game that was being played uh, this weekend— Uh, was there was one MLS game. They had to play one game for whatever reasons. It was scheduled. It was going to happen. And so uh, basically it went through. It was uh, Sporting Kansas City hosted Austin um, to a 1-1 draw, which is a big deal for the LA Galaxy. If we look at those Western Conference standings, um, we can sort of see Kansas City sitting there at 17 points, uh, two points ahead of the LA Galaxy at 15. Uh, With the win, Kansas City really does sort of press up and into that uh, argument with Seattle. Um, about you know sort of where they're at, um, and and trying to uh, continue their their step up there. But now with that draw, that leaves Kansas City with 17 points on nine games played. The Galaxy have two games in hand and just two points behind. So this really does put the LA Galaxy in a position to jump forward to tie Seattle by beating Seattle on Saturday and uh, and to leap over Kansas City at least momentarily um, because I think Kansas City also still plays this weekend whenever I was looking I think it's a full slate this weekend as well Um, so when you look at that uh, the Kansas City at 1.89 points per game right now Seattle with 2.25 points per game and the LA Galaxy at 2.14 points per game the Galaxy have the second best points per game in the Western Conference Um, Right now, and that really doesn't change all that much uh, whenever you go into the Supporter Shield. The LA Galaxy outside of Seattle have the second best points per game total uh, out of any team, slightly ahead of New England right now, who has 2.13 points, Galaxy at 2.14 points. Um, Who's New
1: England's coach?
0: I think yeah you may have heard of him. Um kind of he says he played goalkeeper but we don't really believe that. He was more of a lacrosse guy. Um and uh, and uh, he was he was kind of uh, angry most of the time. You you've heard of him.
1: You know, Bruce Arena's one career national team start or appearance. You know who it was against? No. Israel.
0: Israel.
1: <laughs> he played uh, one game against Israel. Um one other piece of MLS news, I don't know maybe you talked about this on the show last week but uh, MLS All-Star game coming to Southern California August 25th, just the second time, well, we don't include San Diego, but the MLS All-Star game, 20. this will be the 25th game, only one other time played in L.A. County, it was played at uh, then Home Depot uh, back in 20, uh, 2003, MLS All-Stars against Chivas, mm-hmm. um, they've used, I think, four or five different formats. The format this time is going to be MLS All-Stars against the Liga MX All-Stars.
0: Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I've already instructed anybody who, and, and this has been a long-standing policy of this podcast, so this is nothing new, that if you really care about your team, that you go find your rivals and vote for all of them on the All-Star game, because why would you want another meaningless game in the middle of a ridiculous stretch of games to put your guys through? So
1: well, And it's even worse, because it comes... Actually, it's it's good and bad. It comes three days before yep. one of the El Traficos, yep. which is interesting because you're going to probably have Vela and Chicharito being buddy-buddy, and then they got to go after each other
0: well, and you three have, days later. And you have Bob Bradley coaching LA Galaxy players yeah. a mere three days before they play uh, in an I'll, El Trafico game. Yeah,
1: a lot of them are playing 90 minutes, I'm sure. I'm Sebastian sure. And, yeah. yeah. But um, the other thing, I talked to John Thornton, who's the general manager at LAFC, and I said the, the timing of this game seems ridiculous. August 25th, not only do you have that – the trafico coming up but right after that el trafico which is august 28th you're going to have players called up to world cup qualifying clearly their focus is on that world cup qualifier not on el trafico even certainly not on a meaningless exhibition and i asked john thornton why would you as a general manager allow any of your players if they were going to go to a world cup qualifier why would you allow them to play in that game? But why would Greg Burhalter allow Sebastian Legette, for example, to go? Why wouldn't he try to stop that? And John Thornton said, Look, this is just nothing more than a, uh, another practice. These guys aren't going to go hard. It's just sort of a meaningless game, which if we write that on the 25th, we're going to get yelled at by, by uh, Commissioner Garber, right? Meaningless game. That's what Thornton's saying. It's a meaningless game. It's a practice session. It's no big deal. Man, I don't know. If you got a guy like a, like a, like Chicharito or Sebastian Legette that have a little bit of skin in the game versus Mexico, and all of a sudden uh, the game's getting a little tight. Maybe you're trying pressing for a goal. Uh, I don't know. If, if I were Greg Berhalter, I would say uh, none of my national team players uh, can go to that game.
0: It's a it's an opportunity for people to get injured. I mean, and you can say that about any time anybody walks out on the field. Right. We say that about training is an opportunity for somebody to get injured. You can say that about, you know, walking to your car is an opportunity to get injured. Didn't Rolf Felcher fall on a ball and like tear his, tri- his tricep muscle or something yeah. like that? Um, you know, any of these things can happen at any time. And I think it's it's a little nerve wracking to see this. I mean, we've seen exhibition games end people's careers. You know, we everybody remembers Aleko Escadarian who was playing with the LA Galaxy and got a uh, concussion. I think in was it the AC Milan game? Um, the LA Galaxy were playing AC Milan at 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 then Home Depot Center probably, um, and and he had a concussion. That was it. He never played again. I mean, that was his last game. So uh, there's always the chance of that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that sort of goes. You know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, there's going to be a fan vote that I know there's going to be a fan vote. I know that some of these players are definitely going to be on there kind of regardless of how well they play or don't play. Uh, and then the coaches are going to backfill them because it's in LA. I have a feeling that two LA teams are going to be the backfillers the most on this. And yeah. that, that should worry galaxy fans. I, I would be worried for that. I don't like the extra game for no reason. Um, and this is an extra game for no reason.
1: Well, my favorite sports injury of all time was in a legitimate uh, game. It was a baseball player back in the day, the old days, the dead ball era. It was a guy with false teeth, and he would take this false teeth out when he went to bat and he'd put them in his back pocket. Well, he hit a double and sliding into second base, he bit himself in the butt and had to go on the disabled list. <laughs> my favorite sports injury of all time. Come on, that's a good one.
0: I don't I don't I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm I can approve of that or not. But yeah, I mean that is that is at least it's special. It's something. Um,
1: John Smoltz allegedly hurt himself once when he ironed a shirt that he was wearing. You,
0: you, but we've all done the old man injury, right? Where like you're laying in. I hurt myself stretching in bed one morning. I was laying in bed and I was like, oh, let me just stretch it out, and I like popped something in my neck, and that was it. I was out for the whole day. I wasn't moving. It wasn't gonna happen. It was all cramped up. My shoulder was, you know, up to my ear, um, and it wasn't gonna relax until you know at least a day. Um, so we've all done, you know, that stupid little thing, you know, here and there, uh, doing stuff. I, I, I once hurt my uh hurt my leg doing the shot put kevin because that makes sense right you know you're supposed to throw the shot put so yeah yeah Hmm. who knows uh let's get to the la galaxy throwing a tailgate uh coming up on june 19th so the game on speaking of injuries yeah (laughs) on june 19th uh this is in conjunction with the return to uh, a full capacity stadium um which by the way I don't think, and I've sort of been gauging ticket sales and where tickets are and the whole thing, I don't think this is going to sell out this Saturday. And I think there's probably a couple reasons why that, most of most of which is there's a bunch of people who are not ready to come back to the stadium, which I completely understand. Um, Kevin, you and I were talking about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I know Sarah and Carrie Hall, the longtime season ticket holders, big fans of the show, and a huge fans of the Galaxy. They're, they're probably going to be there. I haven't talked to them specifically about this game. They've been to the last couple. They're probably going to be there. But what they told me is they love being back in the stadium. They love seeing the Galaxy again. Um, they love the whole experience. They're just not sure if they want people sitting with an elbow, you know, to, touching on both sides of them. They're, they're not quite sure they're ready for a full row yet. And you know what? I'm with them. I get it. I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, I was tested multiple times in El Salvador. I know I don't have COVID, knock on wood.
0: Those were were IQ tests, Kevin. They kept coming back (laughs) negative.
1: (laughs) That's right, exactly. They were reaching to the brain and didn't, yeah. But anyway, um, so I I mean, I feel safe from a health perspective, but it's been 15 months since we've been packed in with people. And it's, you know, if you're a fan out there and you're trying to decide whether you want to go or not, don't be macho. If you're uncomfortable, don't go. The galaxy will be there couple of months from now, you can come back. If you're a little bit anxious and have a little bit of anxiety about sitting back in a crowd where people, again, are touching you on both elbows, that's fine. You know, you don't have to come. I feel the same way. Um, the Galaxy will be there when you're ready. And I do think I do think you're right. I do think there are a lot of people that are uncomfortable. And there are a lot of others that just say, fine, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back. Um, uh, the crowds are great. I personally, as a fan, would not, again, feel comfortable in a full row. I, I liked when it was like a third full, that, that to me was fun. Yeah. The full row might get, might get a few people.
0: Here, here's the thing. And, and we'll, I'll preface this. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little personal experience and I'll, I'll preface as well. We're, we're supposed to hear what the rules are for, um people entering the stadium being inside the stadium doing all that stuff we're supposed to hear that and what's going on i I believe tuesday it was either going to be monday or tuesday it was supposed to be early this week i would imagine that tuesday is still in the early this week wednesday is the middle of the week that's not early anymore um so so tuesday seems like the day where we're going to hear what the rules are i would vicky
1: mercado will take care of you yeah guaranteed
0: vicky has been doing a a, an amazing job so i have no new
1: pr chief for the uh, the it's it's Night and day the difference, the, uh, uh, the cooperation that we're getting and getting interview requests and all that. Vicky Mercado is doing an amazing job. Um, and so if there are information to be disseminated, she's she, she, going to do it. She'll gonna, yeah. take care of you, Josh. She, Just
0: calm down. I, I'm I'm 100 percent sure you are correct. So, um, no. So she will. Uh, she, we're supposed to get that out. The Galaxy is supposed to release that. We're going to know. Um, and I don't know what they're going to require. You know, the CDC recommendation right is, right now is that people who are vaccinated don't have to wear masks even outdoors, but there have been some exceptions for large events, such as sporting events about whether or not everybody would be required to be- wear masks. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. Um, and so we're just, we sort of have to feel that out. I will tell you, I was in Maryland. I was in North Carolina. There was, those are very open States as in you sort of decide whether or not you want to wear a mask into places. All everybody has Um, A little thing on their on their door and it says, you know, the CDC recommends that if you are fully vaccinated, uh, if you aren't fully vaccinated, that you should wear a mask. Um, that's what the sign says. It doesn't say you mandated to, it doesn't say any of that stuff. So, um, you know, I was out, I was mixing around with people. We wore masks because we had a bunch of kids with us that also still had to wear masks. And it was one of those where I'm like, I'm not going to make my kid wear a mask. And then I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm fine. You know, whole deal. I want them to feel comfortable with all that stuff. But certainly there were some times where it was, you know, I went on a tour of, of, of a, a, an old mansion. Um, and that was, there was no social distancing. There was no masks. There was, everybody was just sort of hanging out and we were doing our thing and there was only like seven people, but still inside next to people, Kevin, um, you know, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. So, um, you know, I'd say that if you get out there and, uh, and you feel uncomfortable, that's fine. Um, you, you don't need to be there. As you said, Kevin, the galaxy will wait for you. I also think that you should get out and experience as much as you can, um, in, in as safe a way as possible that you want to do it as well. So, um, you know, you sort of have to take those little, little bites.
1: Another thing, let's say you have a a good ticket, a season ticket, you're in a full row. Hey, if you're comfortable with a mask, wear a mask. Don't, Don't buy into the pressure from your neighbors. Another thing is if you get a surge of anxiety, my guess is if it's not full, there's going to be room up on the berm. Just go sit up on the berm.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see if that's even open. I don't know that they've uh, they've said it's open. I would imagine it is, but yeah, it'll be it'll be one of those things that we watch, Kevin, as as we go forward. But yeah, so that's where it is. The schedule is going to be uh, kind of fun for this this weekend. If you are ready to be back, and as we said, the fifteenth, we're supposed to get the announcements of most things reopening. Um, if you if you're ready, the schedule is this on on June nineteenth, twelve p.m. Dignity Health Sports Park parking gates will open between twelve and. 30 p.m. The Welcome Home Tailgate presented by Modelo. Uh, That's the LA Galaxy's tailgate. And between 4 and 4.45, that's a special performance by LA artist and Galaxy supporter MERS. Uh, The game is a 6 p.m. kickoff. It's actually 6.08 p.m. LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders game is on Spectrum Sportsnet. And here's some fun little, uh, I don't, it's not really breaking news. It's my own show, so it's not really breaking news, Um, is that on uh, Thursday night, uh, I will be joined as my co-host by Spectrum Sidelines. Sports reporter Nikki K will be uh, filling in co-host as we have a have a whole bunch of people out of town and doing some different things. So Nikki's going to be joining us ahead of Spectrum's first game this year, Kevin. How many games? We seven games, and this is the first one that's on Spectrum. Well, coming you ducked some
1: big coin to book her, didn't you? I, did,
0: I I had to beg and plead and do all the do all the nice things, but um, uh, Nikki is um, is amazing. She played soccer, uh, and she has been, I think, at almost every game. Which if you know, just sort of comparing different things. Usually if Spectrum's not doing a game, you don't have people from Spectrum there watching the game. It, Kelby and, and, and Joe Titino, obviously, are, are exceptions to that. Um, but Nikki has the first thing. She's ready. She's rock and and She asks great questions in all the press conferences. Everybody seems to like her. So, um, and I've met her. She's amazing. And by the way, I was a fan of hers before she before I even knew she was a Spectrum because we watched Spectrum News in the morning and I would see her as, uh, as a thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nikki will be on Thursday and I'm excited.
1: Nikki, if you're listening, look, I get five figures for this. Make sure you don't sign for a penny less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five figures. They're all zeros, but definitely five figures. <laughs> They're figures. That's right. That's how it goes. Uh, all right. So um, that's what will come up on Thursday is uh, Nikki K will be my uh, special guest host for that game ahead of the six oh eight p.m. kickoff time on Spectrum Sports. Hopefully, you're there at the stadium. Uh, I know you can get tickets if you want tickets. So that is that is something to sort of um, you know keep in mind if you want to go. People are selling tickets also. There are tickets available if you just want to go on the LA Galaxy website, that as well. So uh, we'll see everybody there. And I I always like a 6 p.m. kickoff. Uh, that's a, that's a relatively early, but still in the afternoon. I can break away. My wife isn't gonna you know murder me for abandoning the child, um and and going doing stuff. So it'll be it'll be a perfect time.
1: And it ends in the night. I mean, it ends in the day rather. It's the lights haven't taken effect yet.
0: Yeah, you'll get that. And then Father's Day is the next day. So see, you still have time to do all the stuff. So this is a great game that's sort of lining up. And of course, on Thursday we're gonna have a, a full preview of that and get you built up. Uh, the LA Galaxy schedule is that there will be media availability on Wednesday. So Wednesday around noon plus give or. Take 30 or 45 minutes. Um, that'll be whenever we have the um, have uh, that media availability with Greg Vanny and "quote unquote" selected players. Um, that's so, always good. That's always good. It's always nice that they they select somebody um, for that. Yeah. So uh, we'll see who that is. Vicky well, Vicky Mercado, had... Mercado will get us somebody awesome. Uh, you
1: know? Yeah, last time we had Atari and he was great. He he's... was really funny. Sega and he insisted on doing it in, in English.
0: Sega. I'm going to tell him eventually. I'm going to tell him that you call him Atari and I hope <laughs> I hope he turns your Manchester City blue car a different color. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would I would appreciate that. You know,
1: maybe he'll give me a Sega game console.
0: I don't think he has that. I don't think he's huh? the one who who has any. I, I would I would love that. That would be the case but no,
1: I thought he was president of the company. I thought that was the whole name thing.
0: He is. And we talked about this on Thursday, but so much fun to talk to. I enjoyed it so much. And it's rare, you know, listen, we do this all the time. It's exciting and it's fun. I don't want to act like we're, uh, like we're jaded. Kevin, you and I love talking to people who play sports or people who tell jokes or, you know, people who do television shows or stuff like that. It's fun. It's it's a fun thing to sort of dive into their world for a little bit, ask them some questions, have a little interaction, maybe get a, a fun answer from them that you feel like you you did your part that day. Um, didn't, but, he, didn't he feel like one of the
1: players from uh, Richmond AFC? Yeah. Didn't he feel like one of Ted Lasso's players?
0: He did. By the way, there is there is breaking Ted Lasso news Um, I believe that they're releasing fully official AFC Richmond kits, um, that are coming out, uh, soon. Um, I think on the, is it universal or is it, I, I forget who does the actual, um, show behind Apple TV because Apple TV doesn't. I don't think. They just we, buy it. Yeah, they just buy it. So somebody made it behind it. So it might have been Universal, who's actually does that show and then sells it to Apple TV. Um, but wherever it is, we will find that and we'll be able to to retweet that.
1: July twenty third, second season starts, and uh, name dropping time. I will be talking to Jason Sudeikis between now and then.
0: <gasps> oh my goodness, you lucky guys. Yes. That's good. Wait, I'm still I'm still hopeful we can abuse your contacts to get somebody from the, on uh, this show. So w- I
1: have I I have been asking them, and when I went to uh, Apple TV for the press junket and I. Saw said who I wanted to talk to. And they said, would you be open to talking to the whole cast? And I said, yes, absolutely. Anybody you want to put in front of me. And then I reminded them that they promised us someone for the podcast. That's
0: right. So, so, so we but, will get
1: some Roy Kent. I don't know. Can, maybe coach.
0: Could we get coach everybody? could we get everybody in one group call? And then that'll just be, <laughs> that would it. be great. You will just retire after that. That'll be it. Um, if you're playing the home game, um, which I imagine so we're, we're basically we're out of time here. So I'm just I want to get this last thing uh, before we move on. Um, if you're playing the home game and you heard me talking about the possibility of a live show coming up in July um, as an as in an in-person live show podcast at a brewery, um, then just put a little pin by July 31st. I'm not saying it's going to happen. All right. But I'm just saying that that is that is at least the date we are targeting and it could happen mostly because Kevin will be out of town. Yeah, I was um, just
1: gonna say, you know where I'm gonna be, Josh. That's yeah. <laughs> interesting. That I'm home 50 weeks out of the year, but uh, there's one two week period I'm gone, and that's when Josh decides to do this again.
0: Again, I will tell you this: that I know the phone works this time, so you can call in from the Olympics, which is where you're going to be uh, during that time. You can't call in from the Olympics, and we could get you on that, but it might be, you know, early in the morning. I don't remember. We were trying to do the math, and it was like, yeah. you know, it, it 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 might work. You don't, you, you never know. But, but
1: but but you're. This will be at a brewer a a a place that serves. Uh, a Adult beverages. Adult beverages.
0: Yeah. This is the, this is the place we did it last time when you weren't here. Um, Right. And
1: and likely the show house get comped. And once again, I will be paying for my own beer. Uh
0: I, I was going to say Japan. I, I was going to say one, first of all, Sapporo is a great beer, so I would pay for that because I, I enjoy drinking that with my sushi. Maybe that's a total white person thing to say is like, oh, I love Sapporo. Maybe all the Japanese are like, that's like Bud Light and it's horrible, but I like Sapporo yeah. whenever I'm, I'm eating sushi. Um, it's
1: actually Japanese for Bud Light.
0: Bud Light, yeah, is. I'm sure what yeah. it is. Um, that, and last time, I will say that uh, the place did not comp me, um, but the our lovely listeners made sure that I did not have, it, I did not go wanting. So, um, yes, it'll be fine. But that's A fortieth birthday party slash podcast slash everything. So we'll give you more details. I have to lock it down. I just want you all to know. I want you. I don't want you to say I didn't give you a warning. So July thirty first, sometime that afternoon. Right now is when we're shooting for. That could change. Is
1: that that, your birthday? Is that actually your birthday day, July thirty first? No,
0: my birthday day is the same day that Ted Lasso comes out, which is July twenty third. Oh, okay. Yes,
1: and it's going to be forty.
0: At forty, I'm forty years old. Big forty.
1: I I went on a cruise for my fortieth birthday. Somehow doing a live show, although the free beer is. It's enticing, but
0: um, I guarantee I will have more fun at my live podcast okay. than you did on your cruise. Um, you know, I don't know why you'd want to go on those Petri dishes anyway, but hey, that's all up to you. Um, so anyway, so that's where we're sitting. That's where it is. Really, we don't have too much more information. It's again, it's a quiet week. Uh, we'll get more updates on Wednesday and then we'll have that live show on Thursday for the game on Saturday. Um, so that should all line up with everything full capacity. Gary. Yep.
1: Derek Williams still suspended.
0: Derek Williams no still. So su- yep, no changes there. Uh, I told everybody last time on the Thursday show that MLS actually and the disciplinary committee actually wanted to suspend him for more games. Um, yep. So we talked about that. That would be something I want to dig in a little bit with Greg Vanny. It's just it, like the time's kind of passed now. Is Was there an appeal process that got that down? How did they want eight, but they didn't get it? Um, so that's it's again, there's no transparency in what,
1: this. What's your over under on the crowd Saturday?
0: 22,000.
1: Wow, I was I was close. I'm saying twenty three six forty five.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, give or, give or take, give or take a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. 20, I think twenty two is right around where I, where I think it is. So, uh, yeah, so that's where it is. Uh, that's we'll have everything sort of set up next week. That's where it is again. Live show Thursday night, eight p.m. Nikki K from Spectre Sportsnet is going to be my co-host on that one. Uh, hopefully, we can make all the technology work, and uh, she'll hey, be joining. You were going to
1: take questions. Did, no that, questions came
0: in. Well, one, I answered a couple of them, um, okay. and two is we're we're out of time. It's time to go. It's time to go. I I want to go. Closing
1: time. I hate closing time.
0: I just, you, you don't How want a
1: road beer. You don't get a road beer.
0: You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. That's uh, <laughs> that's what they say in the song. I remember. All right. So that's where we are. Uh, so anything else, Kevin? You good? We can we can start moseying on. Yeah, I
1: want to keep going, but if you insist on leaving, okay.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna say it's over. Uh, if you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at k baxter11. Head on over to latimes.com where you can find all of Kevin's wonderful articles uh, over there at LA Times, covering the olympics covering surfing covering soccer uh certainly here in southern california so make sure you check him out latimes.com if you're looking for me on twitter at jay j-g-u-e-s-m-a-n and of course at galaxy podcast head on over to corner the we'll be getting you ready for that game on saturday all right full capacity saturday seattle sounders live show thursday night we'll see you then for kevin the panda baxter i'm josh pato Guessman. you've been listening to corner of the galaxy from the box on corner of the galaxy.com have a great one everybody